Hi, everybody, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast, where we dive into every episode of Sex in the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that, I'm your host, Samantha Bush, and as always, I'm joined by Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris. Hey there. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm all right. You know, we are officially... I can't rem- remember where we were last week, what we were talking about. Halloween. But, you know, it's officially November. We're out of the Halloween doldrums. I'm still seeing too much Halloween content on Instagram. So cut it out. Because mm-hmm. we're in Christmas season now. You know, my Christmas tree arrives tomorrow. <gasps> I'm sending... I'm looking for my new holiday card to get send out. Lots going I'm on, also you know? in the throes I'm of fully Christmas. In the spirit. Mm-hmm. I know. I've been You don't seem it. Well, I've been looking at Christmas trees. I've been looking up like decor that I want to get. Like I've really been trying to figure out the Christmas tree vibe. Like because there's some that I like and then I second guess myself. Yeah, that sounds like you. <laughs> And then I was told, um, and happily, to I'm happy to do it, but I'm hosting Christmas with my family. Well, who does that entail? Well, I'm hosting Christmas morning with my parents, and mm-hmm. then I'm hosting, like, my aunts and uncles and cousins um, on whatever well, day you decide. when I said who, I really meant how many people. Like, oh, I don't know do yet. We whatever haven't... day you decide. Because we're not you doing Christmas Day. to the 25th? Mm-mm. Most people do. I'm not doing two in one day. So you mean boxes? So what are you going to do, boxing day? I don't know. We haven't decided. I sent out a text. I'm going to, once I get the head count, I'm going to then ask, like, what days, guys? <sighs> don't worry right, about what's going on over here. So is it more of a holiday party? It's a it Christmas doesn't... party. We don't usually do Christmas on Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. We don't. Because everyone's so like, got all their shit the... going on. When you're doing it, are you trying to keep it to the vicinity of the 24th, 25th, 26th? Maybe the week after or the week before. Week after? Yeah. I know. Talk about the doldrums and just... (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to nail people down. I I just... (laughs) It's hard. Are we still giving out presents? Yeah. I feel like if we don't get it in before, it's like, guys, let's wrap this up. It's like people who don't go in there. One time, I believe, like a few years ago, we did Christmas in like January. That's disgusting. It was crazy. I was like, what are we doing? I'm all for elongating Christmas in terms of your own personal spirit and heart, but in terms of there being any sort of familial activity, when that clock strikes midnight on Christmas Eve, I'm done. Yeah. It's like we. I done hear that, you. you know? I'm just a, trying a, a to accommodate Christ- everybody. It's like a Christmas brunch, a Christmas dinner, or we're doing Boxing Day lunch. It's what is Boxing Day mean? It's the day after Christmas. But like, what is that called? Like, why is it called that? Well, you box everything. It's when you're throwing all of your boxes out. It's like a day in which you know you've received a bunch of things and you're getting rid of them. Oh, seems kind of silly. Well, it's. Have you ever noticed what happens the day after Christmas when you box things up and throw them away because there's a lot of extra stuff in your house from all of the presents you've opened? Yeah. That, there you go. Interesting. I didn't know we needed like a day or a name for that. Yeah. And it's It's like like trash day. It's like the one I kind of can understand boxing day as a concept, but Mm, to stretch shit out a second further than boxing day seems. 
terrible. Yeah. Except I do think in Italy there's like a day where the Christmas witch comes, and that's a few days later. The Christmas witch? Yeah, like I think her name is like Bafalda, and she's she's up to... But I think actually that's on their Boxing Day, and she like comes Mm. around and is sort of like... If Santa's, like, the benevolent nice man, she's like, clean up your shit. Like, it's like, well, there's that lady coming around. She's Nona. Yeah. She's coming through. Okay. So it's just sort of, yeah. Um, Did Um, you have any FOMO from BravoCon over the weekend? Did you feel good about not going? No, I don't care about that. It looked miserable. I don't know. You know, I heard this year. It looked like they were interviewing people in like corners. Like, why were all the interviews at the bottom of an escalator? (laughs) That I didn't understand. (laughs) People said though that this this time around was on a stage. Like, well, so sometimes some stages there were, but it just seemed they were like it just seemed to be freewheeling. Like, just I mean, catch them where you can get them. For Bryn to come off an escalator, she would get stuck, and then she had to do an interview that was literally one foot away from that escalator. I, I have never, I don't ever want to see those women again. The Roni women? Pack them up. Well, did you see the trailer for the new one? Did I? For the legacy? Where where Dorinda looks at Kristen and is like, yeah, and she's like, you're an used eagle to hanging out with eagles with pigeons. <laughs> yeah. Then so she's like, you eat breadcrumbs. Talk to me tomorrow, bitch. It does. Yeah. And then Kelly Ben Simone looks at them and is like, I want Dorinda to nurture me. And they're like, what? They're like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely felt like home to see Ramona's racist self again and just all these drunks. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, here we go again. And just did you, mental unwellness of Kelly Ben Simone. Well, did you hear that Bethany asked Kelly to go on her podcast? And Kelly was like, yeah, I'll go on it in 2025, babe. I'm like, good for you, Kel. I'm sure she meant that. She is like, and I'm sure she took like a note in her calendar and was like, circle back with Bethany late 2024. Yep. Yep. I find um, so, a little bit of myself in Kelly, but that's a story. So for no, I didn't time. miss anything. If anything, it just made me feel sad. I don't know. It didn't. The proceedings didn't seem mm. epic enough. But I, I, I hope that people who went, if you went and you're a listener and mm. you had a great time, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I thought they all looked nuts. The fashions were really something else. I didn't else. see one person who looked tethered to any type of sanity. I think Cy looked really good. I did see her in her Christopher John Rogers dress, and she did look amazing. That yeah, she good. looked incredible. But, um, but everyone so, else looked... I just hate the Neuroni women, and all of them. How have we fallen from <laughs> coming on this show? We forgot everybody else. I just, I even, like, I had forgotten, even, when was that reunion? A week ago? Yeah, right? And to see them, I was like, oh, God, these chumps again. Like, mm-hmm. I know. And I know, Uba's I feel nuts. it. Bren's annoying. Sai needs a swift punch. Jessel, I'm like, were we really all, like, gussying ourselves up over giggle. her? I did have a giggle with Jessel when she was asked on the carpet, like, who wouldn't you want to go on a girls trip with? And she goes, oh, Heather Gay. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, Jessel. I was like, I respect that. Well, actually, I don't. I feel like, look. I'm just glad she gave an answer. I don't care for Heather Gay personally, but it is like her franchise is giving us something. Giving us a lot. 
And you guys, I've just what? Well, I don't think they sh- they should not do a season two. They just Brit need to. I I don't need it. That she's like, we're not here to tear each other down. Like we're not here to ruin each other's lives. Like that's just Excuse not me? who we are. And I'm like, then get off the show. <laughs> what 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 platform? What are you here? She, does she for? think we're on the? Is this the Oprah Winfrey Network? Is <laughs> Is this Super Soul so, Sunday? What the fuck are we watching? I know. I was like, then you need to leave, actually. Did all the, I hope someone was like, I hope someone literally pulled out like the Apollo like <laughs> stick and like grabbed her off stage and was like, sweetie, that's not the and line. And you know what? This. She looked at the crowd like I was doing something. Now there's a new couple on the horizon and it's going to rock your world. Oh, if you're talking about that nope. picture, that isn't I'm true. not talking about that picture. Yeah, I mean, I'm everyone about needs another to calm couple. Down. Gigi from Shaz. Oh yeah, I saw Shep. that in Shep. I, I I think that's that already happened. Mind-blowing. But that already they hooked up years ago. They and did. Talk, yeah, and she talked about it on Watch What Happens Live. I thought she fucked she, Jax. I think that happened also. I don't know why you're presuming that only one could happen. Like, no, because I fu- remember her on Watch What Happens Live talking about Jack. No, she talked about fucking Shep also, I believe. Shep? Yeah. Oh, it was God. It was particularly at that time where all of you were really getting yourselves up to go oh, for Oh, when Shepherd. I had a sex dream about Shep fucking me on that fisherman's boat. I'll never forget it. <sighs> that, 20, that. It was like 2015. Rest- that restaurant. Remember he owned it and it burned down? Oh, yes, with all, like, the tie-dye. <laughs> yeah. It was, like, for, like, remember, surfers. Remember when he couldn't get on the plane to leave, like, the Bahama Keys because he was choking on a chicken bone <laughs> that he'd had at breakfast? It's <laughs> like, what's happening with yeah. these people? God. Like, they were like, where's Shep? He missed the flight because he choked on a chicken bone at breakfast. It's like, what? I know. Now... I have to tell you. I've never seen somebody look like, oh, my God, that Craig. (laughs) Oh, my God, that guy. His Adderall problem. I've never seen someone so drugged out. What's going on with him? I just saw clips of him again next to an escalator. I was like... (laughs) It's like one thing to to set your stage up next to an elevator. Like you can have some dignity when you get off an. It's like, like this a, isn't Trump coming down and well, I guess maybe it was, but it's like the last time we saw that much of an escalator, it was when Trump came down and said he was running for president. I, I haven't seen so many people on an escalator with stairs right in the middle. So it's like also take the stairs. It felt like a mall, like a mall escalator. It, it, it could have been. It could have mm-hmm. been. Now, you think so? Craig has talked about his Adderall addiction in the past. He do, is saying he's sober from Adderall, but is he? I don't think so. And, and look, I have never taken Adderall, um, well, not often enough to be addicted to it, but right. maybe at a certain point it just stays in your system. But I've just never seen someone so clearly on Adderall, yeah. Like, it's very rare I can, like, dig into a substance and be like, that's exactly what you're on. Yeah, like, you know. But you take one look at him, those shaky hands, those beady little eyes, that sallow skin. And he's gorgeous, but I've just never seen someone so... He can't even comb his hair. I think that's the look. I think his hands are just shaking. He's like, I can't do it. (laughs) 
it's like trying. Well, I yeah, shouldn't say that. I did get really emotional um, during Vicky's speech for wife I time achievement. I, I, I couldn't watch any clips from that. It was so sad to watch Why? them try to make it like an award show. I loved it. Oh, you did it? I don't know. It just was like, guys, I come really on. loved it. To it see was them like all so... in the audience, I was yeah, like, this I loved is so that. sad. <laughs> I loved it. It's like we're just like bouncing light off of shit. In these dark times, I'll take anything, Chris. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it, it was, and then that opening number with the singing. I was like, guys, oh, this the is, singing. This is what's going on here. This is first of all, we needed better writers if we were going to do that. Okay, well, Second I think they were all, on strike. We needed people of talent. Well, no, the writer strike is over. Yeah, Get but I think maybe there. when they were planning all this, they were on strike. Planning it. This was you're saying that like that wasn't written ten seconds before they walked out. Andy said he's been singing it, taking Ben to school every day, practicing. That well, then he should be ashamed of himself. It was a terrible song. I thought that award show. I would have been so embarrassed to stomp up there and accept one of those awards as if these people are of like. If it hadn't been so self-serious, I guess I just thought it was going to be, like, more fun. But then I have to remember, when you really give these people it. awards, they're going to presume... Like, you would have assumed that Vicky was receiving an Emmy. She is. She's receiving something called a Lifetime Achievement Award. That mm-hmm. is equivalent to when, like, we were all given participation awards after, like... No, this is... She's the OG of the OC. She started everything. Right, that doesn't mean anything. Those are just words. And to see Tamara and Shannon in the audience tearing up, like, I was emotional. I really, really was. what I mean, just light bouncing off of just shit. (laughs) I'll take it. It just, to me, I was like, come on, And then that woman, Ruth, that elderly woman... I clicked right past that. Oh my God, I give Chris! Her one second. I saw, I read it. I just couldn't watch the video. Don't you think that's sweet? No. She watched it. What? Chris, you know. need to find move? this Christmas spirit needs to come for you. It didn't come Joy. for me in terms of BravoCon. I don't know. I just found the whole proceedings to be very. I also found everything I watched last night on Bravo to have like such a tinge of sadness. Oh, like Real Housewives of Potomac. Yeah, and married to medicine. I was like, this is depressing. I don't know. I just feel like the network needs to... Why can't it lift me into the holiday spirit? Mm. Like, where are the laughs? Maybe that's also the thing. No one's funny at BravoCon anymore. Like, where was Portia? They couldn't afford her. I don't think these women get paid, actually, to be there. I don't... Yeah, you're saying this. I don't think... I'm like, huh. I would be hard-pressed to know if they're even flown out. Like, I don't think they are because they're on flights with normal people. Right. Like, I think that Like, this sit is, in and coach. I feel like maybe they get a room discount. Because... And it's like, if you book by this date. Like, yeah, if you miss it's like it, a wedding. that's on you. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I just... To me, it just doesn't... We're missing, like, laughter on Bravo right now. Even the clips they're putting out... I just saw a clip of Beverly Hills, and it's like Dorit's going to bat with Garcelle for like, yeah, I don't care about your children. It's crazy. You think you should? They shouldn't be around us. It's like these women. I did. Maybe get a we little do emotional. need more Bryn's energy. Like, yeah, just a goofy girl, like <laughs> not tearing each other down. Yeah. Maybe we do need a little lightness, a little maybe. crappy lake. I don't know. Just everything. On I don't that know. Network. I enjoyed seeing Sonia again. You don't, you're not worried about her alcohol intake? Uh, yes. 
But I just feel, I just feel like she's going to come back and then by two episodes in, we're going to be like, oh, there's that old drunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just probably. worried. I'm worried. I know. No, I hear the, I hear your concerns. And then the but... minute we saw Dorinda screaming, I was like, oh, God, she's at it again. <laughs> she did seem like less drunk. She did seem sober when she was screaming about pigeons yes, and eagles. she did. She seemed coherent. But I feel like I saw I her also, like slurring in the background of a scene, just stumbling. Did you? Well, did you see that um, the pirates coming back? No, we never got a full look at the pirates. So I thought that like it was see like their, fake. The, yeah, I thought that was just like a man in a wig mm. and like a cock tease. Because you know, if they had them, they would have shown them. True. It's definitely you know, not they, him. It's probably you know, Andy Cohen. <laughs> It's probably like it's probably Captain Harry Dubin. Sand. It's probably Captain Sandy just rolling through. <laughs> I hope through. it's Harry Dubin. I'm never not. It'll be Carl Radke. Just here I am. God, he looked good. I know. He needs to get on below deck. I know. You really feel strongly about this. I just feel like that would be a great use of him, just as like a deckhand or a chief stew. And I would only watch the show when I'm in a hotel room because that's I the think only he would kill it endurable. as a chief stew. Because he's really like clean. Would, and it's also that well, there's not as much drinking, you know, when they're working. No, they, they get do up to take their jobs they, very serious. Yeah, and I just feel like that would be a great place for him. And then he could matriculate up to like Captain Carl, like, and then we could stop trying to get our like dicks wet over that other Captain guy, Captain Jason. Yeah, I'm like, guys, come on. Who's apparently with Ashley Darby till early he's hours not, of the morning? He's not that cute. Chris, it's like just because said, we're it's in a light deprivation off tank. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> like we're both, we're just Speaking looking at of, nothing, and so we're see, like, Captain Jason, please. Did you see a mirror from Martha's Vineyard? Ooh. Take a shirt off. I've never seen Martha's Vineyard. Holy fucking shit! Oh wait, wait, shit. wait, 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 wait. Is that the Summer House spinoff? Yes. I watched every episode. So. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't. He took a shirt off at BravoCon. And it was incredible. I saw DJ James Kennedy running around with no shirt on, clearly also coked out of his head. No, he just was like hopping off from like stage to stage. There was so much coke running rampant through Bravocon. I mean, I'd have, I'd need it to stay awake. Oh, same. I've never done it. No, have you seen um, who's joining us in the podcast Waters? Jackie and that woman who fucked um, Tony Soprano. What's her name? Jen Fessler? Yeah, they've got a new podcast called Two J's and a Walk into a Bar. What? (laughs) Oh, no, it's called like Two J's and a Pod. So it's trying to be Two T's and a Pod? It is, in fact, a spinoff of Two T's and a Pod. Does Tamara know that? Yeah, they're producing it. It was like presented, like brought to you by two. It was brought. It was like Down Abbey had a spinoff, which You're I think it lying. did. It's like oh, the Gilded Age. I was like, what is that? I was. Like, it's like how you know the Gilded Age is like brought to you by the producers of Down yeah. Abbey. This was like truly like brought to you by the producers of Two T's and a Pod, Tamara Judge and Teddy Mellencamp. <laughs> Bring you two J's in a pod. It's like these. This is not something we're all begging for more. You can't keep saying it like that. Two J's in a pod. And I know they're coming. I don't know for what or why. Sure. Uh, Yeah. I don't think I would have made that up. I don't think those two would have landed in my heart. 
Oh. Yeah, two J's are coming. They're coming. God. Oh, they're coming. <sighs> okay. Well, all right, guys. If you enjoyed that, you know, that's a real. That's what you're going to get behind the paywall, babes. Look into what you get over on Patreon. Sometimes we chat about Bravo. Um, but coming up, you know, we're going to be chatting about holiday things. We're going to do an episode on the Family Stone in sort of anticipation of Christmas. So maybe the first week in December, you'll get that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do an episode about Clueless. People are requesting a Thanksgiving episode that focuses on the Gilmore Girls Thanksgiving episode. We'll see about that. Maybe we'll open it up just because, like, I love that episode, but there's not a lot to say about it, you know? <clears throat> yeah. It's a great episode, but not every great episode of Gilmore Girls w- Needs is worthy of like- that level of conversation. Right. Um, but we'll see, you know, we'll definitely, but Gilmore Girls feels like such a Thanksgiving show. We're definitely going to touch down on Gilmore Girls the week of Thanksgiving. For sure. It's such yeah, a, a lot Thanksgiving of dinners. Up. Yeah. Um, so please join us over there. We've got a Zoom call coming up. You can find all the information on that in the sort of box where we talk about this episode. What the hell do you call that? You know? Zoom? No, the little box where you talk about the episode. It's like the description of this episode. Oh, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, the box. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like this episode's all about this. Mm-hmm. Um, we, of course, want to thank our iconic shorties, Gina, Carlos, Lauren, Christina, Kimberly, Kate, Ainsley, Jenny, Laura, Charlotte, Taylor, Alexandra, Dana, Laura, Lee, Laura, Claire, Allie, Jen, Caitlin, Lindsay, Casey, Stephanie, Justine, Alexandra, Grace, Allison, Haley, P, Haley, D., Rosie, Claire, Haley, M, Erica, Emma, Avita, and Emerly. And we want to give a special shout out and an apology to someone, and that is Stacy, who has been an iconic shorty for quite some time and was simply not on this list. And we apologize. You know, we can only do better now that we know better. Mm-hmm. So sorry. Well, how long? I think several weeks. Oh, my. List wasn't uploading. So I'm going to blame Patreon. I'm going to put that over there. I will say Patreon does take a minute sometimes to, like, refresh and, like, it gets a little glitchy. Yeah. Like, sometimes it says we have zero patrons. Yeah. Which is nuts. Not that we – we love you, Patreon. Yeah, I love you, Patreon. Um, Please sign up. It's a great platform. Mm Mm-hmm user-friendly even um so of course we want to thank stacy and all of our iconic shorties and all of the shorties Mm -hmm. shall we get into this episode let's do it today we are covering season six episode 15 catch 38 we'll start with a little episode synopsis carrie wonders if she can fit a baby and romance in her life miranda honeymoons with steve samantha's on the prowl for a female doctor and charlotte and harry have sex in front of brady I don't know. I feel okay about this episode. Um, Like, there were highs and there were moments where I was like, meh. I, you know, intellectually, I really like this episode. I, I, hmm. I don't know. There's a lot in here. I I just, Mm -hmm. there's nothing I disliked, though. And I could watch it again. And I will say the one thing I noted is it felt very unjust like that. Like, I didn't have really any laughs, and occasionally we were dropping into just nuanced and sad conversations in a way that uh-huh. I was like, cut the cameras dead ass. Like, we're 20 dead years ass. into the future. Yeah. 
And I turned yeah. it off and was like, I didn't, I felt unsettled when I turned it off in a way. Which is a and very, you, and just like that feeling. The only thing that could bring me back up was to YouTube clips of Scott. I just simply Googled Scott Disick and then like assorted other members of the Kardashian family to watch him like pal around with them. Him and Chloe? Nah, I am and Chris. Oh, they get up to Remember when he was doing that hilarious bit? Okay, Todd do you remember Cranes? this one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it all the time. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. This I man, know. every time I watched him do it, I was like, he's... I, I said aloud to no one, I love this man. Like, I'm in love with him. I know. I know. <laughs> Anti-Chris. <laughs> We're going to Bermuda. And he'd, like, pop his little neck up. I was like, d- d- this? <laughs> And it made them the women on laugh the show so wish hard. They could give a performance like Todd Cranes, okay? The best is when they surprise Auntie Chris with the real Todd Cranes. But then when he well, came in, I was like, "Get him off the screen, that sour puss, and get fake Todd Cranes back on." I know Scott really. I love him so much. I know. And I hate Courtney, and I know. I that, know. I know that baby's with us now, and God, baby, I hope she just baby goes Rocky, the Rocky thirteen. I'm sorry, is that the kid's name? Rocky 13 Barker. Rocky 13 Barker. Rocky 13 Barker. What a... Uh (sighs) Uh-huh. Yep. What a lovely completion to that triumvirate of hell of Penelope, that other one. Well, Miss Penelope kind of had me last week because she's the only kid that doesn't like Tristan. (laughs) And she, like, openly hates him. And, like, doesn't understand what anyone's doing or talking about. And so, same with Courtney. They, like, openly don't like him, and I'm, I respect them for that. I I have no warmth in my heart for for, for Courtney or her offspring. I know you don't. I know. Um, Rocky I 13. Really, <laughs> oh, oh, I know. What is the 13? They like the number. I fucking hate them. <laughs> and I think it's just the num. I think it's the number. Yeah, it's not I, even I, like I written out. I don't think for one second I thought it was written out. Okay. <laughs> okay. I know that middle name was one three. Okay. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. that haircut. The Bob. You know she's really slipped into sort of a Katie Maloney ass. A hundred percent. Both of them are just unfortunate nothings. <laughs> I don't agree with you there, but... um, You would like to argue for the positive (laughs) energy of either Kourtney Kardashian, Barker, or Katie Maloney? I'm not saying they have positive energy at all. Energy sucks. I just don't think they have energy, period. And they have nothing to give anyone. I've never just met two people who just take, take, take emotionally, (laughs) physically, financially, spiritually... Chris? What? We have to talk about sex in the city. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Charlotte. So, she agrees to babysit Brady, and really nothing becomes of this story mm-hmm. other than the fact, well, we do get a scene where she's unpacking furiously and has bought a comical amount of things. Food. She bought and so many animal crackers. I don't crackers. even think that he should be eating. Pudding. How Brady, should he be eating animal crackers? I, I guess don't he's think one. So. Yeah, but like all that pudding, I'm like, you're going to give him an illness. 97 packs of applesauce. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I saw, like, I don't know. It just was like, come on, guys. I, Charlotte knows better than this. I know. I, I guess her story 
is kind of intertwined with Carrie's a little bit because she's the one that really gets that conversation. Yeah, we do get a nice scene with her and we'll chat about that in the context of Carrie. And I should say that um, there is this great emotional thread in the episode, at least for Carrie, about sort of being stuck in paradoxical situations, Mm -hmm. which of course gives you the um, title of the episode, Catch 38, after, I can't remember who wrote it. I think it's a guy named Joseph something. The great, well, actually, I was going to say the great novel. I mean, it is a great book, but I don't care for it. Catch-22. And I feel like that's just a hard theory to explain to some. No matter, it took me, like, years to finally understand what it meant. Care to explain it? Well, it's like a... Hmm. It's like a paradoxical situation in which, like, you can't actually achieve the other thing. So... So, honestly, I'm not 100% sure that this actually, the situation Carrie's talking about, counts as a catch-22. Because she's saying, it's too early for me to ask, but it's too it's too early in our relationship for me to ask, but I'm too old to, to not, not ask. It. But at the end of the day, you can ask. It doesn't matter. So, those two things aren't actually in direct contrast to one another. Yeah, like, give me an example of a catch-22. It would be something like... Is it kind of like a have your cake and eat it too kind of situation? No, because that's not a paradoxical situation. That's just having something and enjoying it. Okay. Right? (laughs) Like having your cake and eating it too just means like you enjoy, you have the thing you want and you're enjoying it, isn't it? I thought it was like you have the, I thought it was like you have both the things you want. But you don't really care about the other thing. Yeah, but people say to that have like or enjoy the good parts of something without having to deal with the bad parts. Right. But what are the bad parts of cake? Feeling sick. Yeah. Well, it doesn't After. say that in the phrase. It's not you can have your cake, eat it too, and feel fine and not gain any weight. That, I guess the phrase is too long. Um, I guess we have an, a problem with the phrase. <laughs> yeah, I have a big problem with that phrase. Okay. I. Yeah. Oh, this is a good example. Okay. So. Of a catch-22? Yes. So if you say, if you want a job, but you need experience. Yeah. But the only way to get experience is to have a job. Right. That is a catch-22. a very classic example of a catch-22 because it's sort of like the snake eating itself. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I understand. So yeah, what she's going through is not that. No. And and then, of course, we also, which I did appreciate in the monologue, Carrie talks about this sense of should- like, are we shooting all over ourselves? Um, and I, I didn't really get that from Charlotte, but I guess this is a nice um, origin story for Brady being a sex addict. Yeah, it's all because of Charlotte. It's all it's because of Charlotte. It's kind of weird that he fucked her daughter. Well, we don't know that still. Oh, yet another strange open-ended storyline from him just like that. I Did think that we know really that. happen? No, this, no, the episode intentionally leaves it like, we'll never know. And it's like, just tell us. You can. I thought it was. Why kind is of this like, a mystery? Just, I thought it was just kind of like we all know. Well, no. The episode intentionally, like Charlotte and Miranda, are like. It, I don't well, know. It was dumb. Just a, the whole ep- like, but again, it was just like, what is the point of this strange, ambiguous storytelling? Either tell us they, f- like, this isn't a mystery. Maybe because she's this like isn't... a minor, they feel like weird. How old is he? Isn't he like one year older no, than her? No, but I'm saying like maybe they feel weird about talking about like the sex of a but minor. But do we know her to be a minor? She's in high school. 
that doesn't mean you're a minor. You can be 18 I would assume and she's be 17. in high school. Yeah, but so, and I think Brady is, there is a statue of like time. No, no, no. I'm happen. not saying because Brady is 19, they aren't going to talk about it. I'm saying I because they don't want to. I think if they, they cared like, about that, Sam, we might not have broached them fucking at all. Or, you know, Brady and Louisa were fucking up a storm. Right. But I think if they cared about, um, oh, she's too young, they might have just been like, let's not have. Yeah, you're right. About her. Uh, let's not have two storylines about this young girl getting fucked this season. True. Because remember, she had to, yeah, she she got had to get fucked that in the snowstorm. Yeah, we had that what weird crazy snow show. steam. So, oh my God, we had the snowpocalypse or whatever oh they called it. Snowmageddon. Huh, um, so that was sort of all. I, I We'll talk about Charlotte later, as I mentioned, because I do think she does great work later. But I did like her sort of usual comic. Um, flustered charlotte we haven't seen her go crazy in a while running around the apartment brady mm-hmm. can't be anywhere near this yeah it was um, very typical charlotte it was like a scene that i remember a lot like when i think of the show yeah i don't i i didn't care for their sex position it was made it made me uncomfortable i don't know why they're always doing she's always on top it just i don't know I mean, never not in a bra <laughs> she's never not in a bra and then they were also fully covered. <laughs> they were like, I can't I can't even look at this. Which I guess is how I have sex. Yeah. I was like, wait. I'm like, it's pitch black. It's much like it'll be in this room. I was gonna say, do you have a light notice. on? Yeah, I do. Okay, good. Um let's get into Miranda. Okay. So she's decided to take a long weekend with old Steve O. The women mm-hmm. give her a hard time about it being her honeymoon. They get there, and she quickly discovers there's no TV, radio, or basically anything to do except to hang out with Steve. And I will say, this is why wouldn't she bring a book? I think she assumed she was going to go somewhere that had like a TV and a radio. I know, but I we know Miranda to be like a reader. Remember, she was buying all those history history books with that um. Oh, that weird guy was who wanted many to fuck years her ago. She's reading People Mag now. She's not. Then bring your magazines. I just feel like she just left. I would never go on vacation without right to go uh, in terms of like my well, needs. I just think she assumed. I don't think she realized that he was taking her to like that Aiden's shack. I, I well, it was a lot more stable. It, had it was a lot nicer. Running, it had running water. I don't. I would heat. I wouldn't disrespect this. The, the The outdoors seemed to be kept outdoors. I didn't see squirrels running in and out. Mm. Freddie. Luke Gilmore or whatever the fuck that guy's name was. was <laughs> The farmer with the doubts. Wasn't chewing on corn. Yeah. Mm. And so they're cuddling forever and then they're bathing together and he says he wants to wash her hair. Oh my God. Now, I know he mentions that this is something that happens in Out of Africa a, a movie with more pith helmets than anyone would like. Not since Taylor Swift's night. Now I wonder if she'll be recreating that for the Wildest Dreams video when she wore those racist outfits in Africa. Which outfits? In Remember the Wildest Dream video where she just was like, I'm in Africa, and she was like, there were pith helmets. And oh. Also just a strange, just sort of a exotic, like, I don't know why this needs to be set in Africa, ma'am. Yeah. I don't think she'll be doing that again. I don't think so. I hope um, not. I'm, I'm actually, I'm not 100% sure we won't see her safari side with Travis. <laughs> Those two dummies. Yeah. 
give them time. Although I feel that they've slowed their role a bit. Um, yes, but like she's really making her presence known with like the girlies, with like Which the f- wives of football people. Oh boy. Yeah, they boy. like were at her house, like these women, these like regular women. And then they were going to well, go to the Well, she's nothing if not consistently annoying. Um, would you let a man wash your hair? Never. Never. It doesn't seem to be sexual on either part party side. It's not sexy. I also I I think maybe because she has short hair, it works better that he can well, wash it, it. Work well at all. I know, but I'm thinking like if I had like a pixie cut, I'd probably let someone wash my hair. But I got well, a see, lot I of hair. Would be, I would be more concerned if my hair was short because I feel like you're in the scalp and like closer to my f- face. I feel like if you had, if she had longer hair, Steve would just like rub like um, shampoo through like just the ends. <laughs> but I don't want that. No, if you're gonna do it. Wants, I get it in my head. Nobody wants it, but I'm just saying. I feel like he can it, cause more damage with short hair. Look, she ended up with it all over her face. He's a terror. This does happen on Grey's Anatomy, also. Derek washes Meredith's hair. I know. So it is like I don't know. I've seen out of Africa, and look, you ain't Robert Redford, okay? Well, yeah, you're Steve Brady, and you're in the middle of the woods. And if we're gonna take something Robert Redford did that was sexy in a movie, it should be tying Katie's shoe in the way we were. Not washing my hair. Not washing someone's hair. This is like, I I think, a man thing. Like, where men think it's sexy, but, like, women actually don't like it. And I have to say, when my hand was broken and I couldn't tie my shoes and was just throwing my laces underneath my feet every day, I thought about Hubble every day. I thought I wish he was here to tie my shoe. Because <laughs> I simply couldn't for eight weeks. Not longer. It was, yeah, it had to have been longer. I was like, I need to buy some fucking slip-ons. Like, I, need a, I need a fucking flat, like a ballet flat if I've ever <laughs> needed one. <laughs> like ghost face and just zip around. Like... So then she tries to escape Steve and is just simply wandering around the woods in what I could only describe as a babushka. Oh, that hat? That hat. That hat. Pat Field really needs to be held to account because I know we... What is going on with the looks this season? The hat Carrie wears later in the episode? Carrie's wearing a lot of hats this season. A lot of hat work from her. Uh, A little too much. And... She tells, she finally gets back and is like, Steve, I can't do this anymore. And we do get this sort of nice moment where he says they can leave and reminds her that it's his honeymoon too. And somehow that heals them. But again, this just completely displays Miranda's selfishness. Why do people like her? I think because we're supposed to feel like she's direct and she's... And also maybe because it's like, this is how I want to behave. But it's like, like, do you? No, like, maybe that is what people want. Like, I want to just be it. It's sort of like when people are like, they want to be Olivia Pope. Like, I want to be direct and a bad bitch and, like, boss everyone around. And it's like, do you? Because she seems wholly miserable, Olivia Pope. Yeah. And so I feel like everyone's like, I want to be And I guess you get Steve if you're Miranda. (laughs) And a lot of people want him. I can't take that on right now. I... Of course, this episode does give us the enduring image of him reading in bed like I do every Sunday, completely nude, <laughs> ass up. Ass out. Just making open. kissy faces also, to no one. Steve reading. 
It was like Who the bartender's guide to motorcycling or something. Yeah, it was not. It was you like know, Steve sort of reminds me of hmm. less charming. Remember Nathan from Will and Grace? I can't remember the actor who played him. Um, he would yes. go on to be on Hunger Games. Woody Harrelson. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and of course, Woody Harrelson has had far more um, work of dignity than his performance in the Hunger Games. Yeah, <laughs> or as Nathan. detective, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, Three Steve billboards outside of Ebbing, Nathan. Missouri. Yeah, but Nathan was a bit more charming. Um, let's get into Samantha. We have to be cognizant of our time. So speaking of the fastest storyline in the history of the world, last week we found out that Samantha uh, was diagnosed with cancer. It has been one week. Okay? It's been one fucking We know that it's been one week because it's been one week since, since Miranda's wedding. wedding. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, Samantha is a high-powered, powerful woman in New York City. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, trying to get on a surgeon's docket ain't easy. Mm-mm. You ain't getting in the next week after diagnosis. No, this is America. That's not <laughs> happening here. And to quote Beyonce, America has a problem. Mm-hmm. A cunty one. To quote mm-hmm. the remix. Oh, it's like, what? And you're not getting in there. Like, that's wild. Mm-hmm. You just gotta like, accept The fact it. that they're really playing this, like, it's been one week? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I wish. And then we find out she still needs chemo. Mm-hmm. Oh, what did you think of her male doctor when he bopped down in, Dr. Pinkner? I thought he looked like a doctor. Like, he had doctor vibes. I thought he was gorgeous. Yeah, like, I didn't I feel anything weird towards him. I was like, but that man's a doctor. But then he said it's probably because you don't have children, I thought this is, there these doctors go, throwing these words around. There, How the doctors don't get sued? The man who came up with geriatric pregnancy should be sued. The man, <laughs> like, all of these phrases that doctors mm-hmm. will just use. Like, I think the rude, I mean, geriatric pregnancy is pretty rude. When your child isn't doing well after you give birth and they simply look at you and say, your baby has failure to thrive. <laughs> It's like, what? who the fuck named that? Yeah, it's horrible. It's And they, they will just say things like clinically, like, yep, you've heard this before. It's like, that's devastating. Mm-hmm. Devastating. And they say it so, like... Just here yeah. we go. And you're just, yep, like, left reeling. probably because you did decided not to have kids, you whore. <laughs> yeah. And Dirty so she storms fuck. out. And I have to say, now Carrie's been a rude pig many times. The mm-hmm. way she treats Samantha in the next scene is so upsetting. The way she's like, do you have Tourette's? I don't think that's what he said. Meanwhile, you have Charlotte and Samantha who weren't there being completely supportive, saying things like, oh my God, I think you should go get a female doctor. I've heard things about Dr. McAndrews. It's like, and then you got Carrie yeah. sitting there like rolling her eyes like, she's a crazy one. Like, boom. I know. Like, what's <laughs> wrong with her? Carrie, this whole episode, I've struggled with. And then we'll shut the that. fuck up. She kept saying things like, I know you have cancer, but do you mind? That's but do like, you mind? And <laughs> it's like, yes. Maybe you don't. You yeah, don't ask. Because you know what? Samantha probably doesn't mind. Samantha maybe doesn't mind, but like, it's just not a nice thing to do. At least next week, I do remember she has a moment where she says, No, Carrie, you have to let me pre- like accept that I might die. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's a And we do get an appearance by that New York City rat roaming around that hovel of a home she lives in. I hope that rat comes back and then just like that season three to terrorize Lisette. 
You know that rat? What rat? Next week, that rat comes in her apartment and then, um, what's his name? Oh, he kills it with a <laughs> Alex pan. Alex kills it, but then the rat comes in her bed and like climbs in her hair. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm remembering. I'm yeah. Like, that rat's a real, I think that rat, the rats run, a, run the city. For Aiden. And so I just found her to be entirely rude. So she decides she mm-hmm. wants to find this female doctor. So she goes to this office and booked up. Book till March. I did, you know, not to bring up my favorite side character in the history of Sex and the City, but I did think this would have been a nice place for us to bring that hostess from Balthazar. Chris, <laughs> Chris I can't with you and this hostess. We saw her once Powerful. seven seasons ago. Get her back. Get her back. She and you want you just want her this. to handle any front desk, <laughs> any front desk, any place where there's um customer facing a waiting type room. Of, okay, okay. <laughs> Anything where you are in sort of a transitionary period. Mm-hmm. I'd like I'd like to see her at an airport. I'd like to see her. I'd like to see her just at the TSA like station. Well, she's got a lot going on. That woman don't have a name on her. And always got a name. fun hat character was probably like bitchy woman (laughs) (laughs) bitchy hostess yeah and so we also meet a nun who's played by snl former snl castmate julia mcsweeney famously played the character pat who had a sort of amorphous gender that when we look back on that character was quite transphobic perhaps um but i i loved seeing julia mcsweeney you know Mm -hmm. i I loved her pronunciation of mick jagger oh yeah um, and I enjoyed finding out that Samantha Blue Mick Jagger. That was a fun little tidbit. I really loved that. it came out of nowhere, and I really loved it. She's got moves like Jagger. She said, I got back there and I blew him. And the nun just looked at and her like, wow. Mick Jagger. That's gotta be really gross. Even at his, like, y- y- and even in his youth, it's like, yuck. I bet there's a lot of skin. Didn't he snort? his father's ashes or something <laughs> what remember he wrote a book oh maybe that was keith richards that feels more of a keith thing snorted ashes yep keith richards snorted tells, tells of snorting his dad's ashes with cocaine oh he mixed it together i i mean i guess if you're gonna snort if your you're gonna snort your dad's ashes you mine is, how terrible how dreadful terrible um, and so what did I did appreciate the idea of like nuns masturbate and I had good I did Google it. That's a question. Any, I didn't and get any the answer on that story. There I would ask a, my aunt, but she's past us. Well then how were you she gonna ask her? Well you, I was oh, you, thinking like, oh, like I could have asked. Did she seem like a woman who masturbated? Um so she she was in the convent met my aunt paula then they left the convent together and then lived together for 50 years so they were lesbians they've never said that so they were lesbians Mm -hmm. we just roll with it that's nice yeah you should have asked no they're catholic women you don't ask you two munching just over thanksgiving dinner if it comes no one time i i was in the back of the car and she was sitting in front of me and her hair had so much volume and it was so strange looking. And I just lightly touched it. And I was probably in sixth grade, fifth grade. And she, and she, she slapped slap. my hand. <laughs> I was like, the nun's still in her. 
Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. That's a story for the ages. I'd love to see their tale. And I'd love to see Frances McDormand take on that role. Of my aunt? And Cynthia Nixon. Maybe the two of them. And just go live in the woods for 50 years. Yeah. Um. So then we get the return of Smith. And he calls her out on being distant. And we get this strange moment where they're going out to the paparazzi. And then we get this freeze frame of the two of them. Oh, yeah, because they, they caught him and they had an expression. But it, and just like, it just felt like... Very well, crazy. Not to bring this up again, this show that I think only I watched, but it felt very reminiscent of the FX show with Courtney Cox, Dirt. That was about like a PR, like um not PR, what do you call like the tabloid? Tabloid, like tabloid yeah. Tabloid journalist willing to do anything to get some celebrity scoop. It was Gail Weathers. <laughs> with a little bit more trash. Oh, I love that. Um, uh, ran one I, season. Did you I think watched it was episode. strange she hasn't told Smith yet? Well, he, where has he been? I guess away because they haven't he's, had phone like, texts. Yeah, he, they're, they're never not like he's in L.A. He's doing this. He's doing this. Yeah, but um, I mean, I feel like it could have come up. And it's interesting. So, I, uh, well, we also got a heavy mention of Harvey Weinstein. Oh, that was tough. I was like, I was like, now I'm they didn't Trump. Bleep, bleep it out. Well, they haven't gotten rid of the Trump reference in episode one. True. And that's like comparing like the main love interest in the show to Trump. Then wait, isn't Trump on this show? He is. He's with Samantha's like old lover. That old man with those saggy cheeks. <laughs> yeah, those saggy cheeks. Yeah. So then Samantha finally gets herself in the nun in uh, by dropping Smith's name. I appreciate that she's like, he'll kiss you on the lips if you can get her in too. Didn't love that she seems to only get 15-minute appointments. Not sure how much we're getting done in a 15-minute window. That's how doctors are, man. But I'm so happy that they got into Dr. McAndrews. And I feel like that's a great role that we sort of missed out on. And like Seeing how Dr. Female, McAndrews? Yeah, and seeing like how the difference between having a female healthcare provider... And again, Carrie is such a bitch to her. Horrible. In this woman's breast cancer appointment, tits out, ready to get examined. And Carrie's and like apologizing about- to that guy. Like, I'm so sorry. She's not always like that. I'm like, how fucking you support me, bitch. Yeah. Talk to me uh, after if I act crazy, but don't talk about it in front of other people. In front of Dr. Pinkner? That <laughs> asshole? Especially while her breasts are exposed. And she's like, and she's going through cancer and she's like, do you have cancer or Tourette's? <laughs> Ma'am. Yeah, I would be like, like, I had cancer. I would be like, get cancer. Do you, did, I, <laughs> did you miss the memo? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's cancer, sweetie. <laughs> I think I told you last week where I was wearing a skunk. <laughs> Well, speaking of a skunk, let's talk about Carrie. Oh, she really pissed me off. So this episode opens and she's getting the alarm code and keys to his apartment, to Alex's apartment. Mm-hmm. And um, my first note is here, at the tender age of 38, Carrie really hasn't had many relationship milestones if getting keys is this big of a deal. Yeah, look who she's been dating. I, But like... There's something wrong with her. My biggest thing with this, the whole like who hasn't fucking, gotten keys? And I've men never are giving them out. out. It's crazy. I've never. Men given are the key giving out. them and then but also you, leaving I, them. 
I've dated men who've given me a key like one date in. They're just like, because they're out of basic laziness. Yeah, that's what it is. (laughs) But it's like, it's... Well, I also don't like how she talks around him. She talks really breathy and slow. And it's like, he can understand you. Four? Seven? I'm like, oh. With that outfit? I don't even remember what she had on. Was she? It what was, was she nuts. Wearing? It has like a pink glittery dress with gloves. I did think she looked beautiful this episode, and her hair oh, looked her amazing, hair? incredible. And her skin—I just thought she looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I did appreciate that we get a nice mention of Big and a comparison between the two, sort of layering that in because you know he's coming. Mm-hmm. But what we also learn, and to me, what shocked me to my core and shook me like a rattle. <laughs> what? They've been dating for two months? Yeah. Within how many more episodes of this show do we have? Hold on. Sex in the City Season 6. I'm going to guess three? Before the finale? Because there are only... I feel like there are 18 episodes this season, and we're on 15. Mm. Okay. He is going to ask her to move to Paris in two episodes. Have these people so been that, together for three months and she's giving up her entire life? Yeah. She's what? contemplating children. With this dusty elder. Yeah. <laughs> I have such a fucking issue with Carrie this episode because I just found her to be exhausting. She's constantly questioning. And I understand that that's the show. She asks these questions. I felt that she didn't ask enough. Oh my God. It was like... Do I want kids? Charlotte's like, maybe. Like, that's up to you, bitch. Well, hold and on. then no, that's Samantha's not what like, said. well, I know. <laughs> but Samantha's like, well, what would your life look like, you know, without kids? Look, what does that well, look what, like? I, I want to point something like, oh. she asks out because, so, you know, we see her. She's babysitting Brady. She's attempting new mommy. She just always, they, she always wants what she can't have. Like, the moment he says, like, Oh, I have a vasectomy. She's like, wait, am I going to be a mother or not? It's but like I think that I actually think that's very true to real life. Um, and it reminds me I'm just of tired one of, of her. I think it, but I will. A, I think that what you're tired of is something I've actually actively seen you do, which is like once you don't like a lot of people don't know what they want until they can't. Oh, have it. Chris, 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 let me say something. I am exactly like this. <laughs> That's so why I, I find it so annoying. Yes, like I'm like God. But I damn think it, that's I actually, not me. I actually think that that is a very realistic thing. Um, her pers- her reaction this episode. I think it is insane when they're sitting there painting with him, and she goes, "Did you? Why did you ever consider having children?" And it's like this man is 65. Why wouldn't you say, yeah. "Do you have children?" Yeah. Or no, she says, "Do you ever think about having kids, sweetie?" He's past the sill. He's past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's He's not not Al Pacino. Yeah, and so I I did think the Russian was incredibly cute with um, what's his name? Brady. Brady. (laughs) Um, when they're painting or when he's Mm -hmm. holding him up, I just thought that was adorable because that was like a season of his life, and he's like cool with it being in the and like revisiting it. Yeah, he's like that's great moment. Yeah. 
But he's but like, that's never happening again. it makes sense to me that once she hears about the vasectomy, that this would come up. I mean, it's very much akin to one of our the better episodes of season one, when it's not until she thinks she's pregnant that she starts to wonder, like, is this what I want? It's not mm-hmm. something she actively was thinking about. Um, no, of course, one could argue that we have gone from the age of 32 to 38, maybe. There could have, in those six years, there might have been some um, thought. Mm-hmm. But she also, if you really think about it, I mean, she and Big never really, in the course of the show, never seriously talked about Either did marriage. Aiden. Well, they ne- well, I was going to say with Big, oh, she never even talked about marriage or like long-term commitment. Mm-hmm. And with Aiden, somehow the idea of children, even though he's an incredibly um, seemingly traditional person... Mm-hmm. In their uh, talking about marriage, children is she. It seemed like a fraught thing that should have been brought up, and then mm-hmm. could have been a point of contention, or even a point of reflection. Like, oh my god, this is something. This comes with the idea of marrying Aiden, and I'm sort of ambiguous about it. Right. And at the end of the day, I think the show doesn't do a good enough job of even situating how Carrie feels about it. Like, I'm not 100% sure, does she want children? I'm getting the sense she doesn't. Well, she certainly, well, one could argue, and this is, like, something that I think is true, or, in, what, it's, this isn't an exact quote of Gilmore Girls, but it's something Paris says, choosing to be apart is choosing to be apart. Like, choosing to not have them is, is sort of your choice. Mm-hmm. But we do get season one where she thinks about it, and it's left on an ambiguous note. I'd say this episode is left on an ambiguous note also. And then by they even bring it up again in the second movie when she has when there are those two people at the wedding who are and the woman is who's played by Broadway actress Kelly O'Hara is pregnant and says, "Oh, we're just like you. Are you are you guys really not having children? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just you two. <laughs> Yeah, just the two of them. And it's... But then that movie just sort of drops, drops that idea. That. We, and by the end of it, she just gets a black diamond and they this, watch an old movie. Is this because they're trying to show that Carrie, like, can't make that big of a life decision without the man, like, kind of telling her what he wants so then she can change her point of view? It just feels like the show doesn't know. It seems like it wants to make her the eternal sort of single girl and maybe yeah. it would be difficult to see the single girl with the baby it does feel like something though that would need to be discussed then and just like that like at yeah. a certain point she's in her how old are they on that show 50 in their mid 50s yeah mid to late 50s i think it would be perfectly fine to have an episode maybe where she and Seema have a real conversation about we are two older women who, you know, are still looking for love, but clearly children aren't happening for us. But instead, they're outside of a hair salon fighting about renting a house in the Hamptons. Yeah. And I, that was, I think, one of our favorite scenes. It was. <laughs> just feels like... It feels like a missing piece because they introduced it. Had they mm-hmm. just been sort of clear, like, Samantha does not want children. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense, and we understand. I feel that like about we even her. heard Miranda say she wanted kids at some point before Brady. I think well, before, when she and she certainly when she gets pregnant says mm-hmm. this isn't the right time, which means she is thinking about it. Mm-hmm. 
It Carrie's just feels really like the, the show we don't doesn't know. know where to go. It almost feels like because Carrie is supposed to be the every woman, the mm-hmm. one everyone can relate to, they don't necessarily want to say she doesn't want kids because that would alienate the people who do and mm-hmm. vice versa. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like you're supposed to be able to read a pawn to her. And then I guess she's got this weird surrogate daughter, Lisette. Oh, God. And, and all the Brady's her- and Lily's and Rock's and all those people anthony she's basically adopted him yeah giuseppe well now she's got aiden's kids well that fuckhead wyatt yeah race for last over there between brady and wyatt um i did love the scene but i did love the parallel scenes between charlotte and samantha um and I thought both of them, I thought both of those corresponding actresses did really beautiful work, as did Sarah Jessica Parker. And mm-hmm. I do often think about why would you, when Samantha, Charlotte says something along the lines of why would you give this up for a baby, why would you do this for a baby? And she says, well, why would I give up a man for a baby I hardly know I want? Mm. True. And I just think that those, confer- I felt, I found those conversations to be so dropped in. Mm-hmm. And they felt like very real. Like there was a realness to them, like these questions and the way. And perhaps we do get the answer that she doesn't want children because she does pick the life with Petrotsky. Mm-hmm. Who she's not. But it does on. seem, but it does seem, but the, but the show does leave open when Charlotte says, yeah, you've got a few more years. And then the show ends with Big and her together. And I guess what a crazy world it would have been had this first movie opened and she like had a carriage. Those two having a baby would be crazy. I I mean, look, I don't want to see it. Well, you're <laughs> not going to. But it's like, but it's like, it sort of reminds me of when people are like, oh, should we get more Gilmore Girls? And I'm like, there is not you a chance in hell I want to see Rory as a mom. That's just, you know, I have no interest in that. You know what would and be a crazy and just like that storyline season, season three is if like a kid like called Carrie and was like, I think I'm john's son i'm sure aiden is like don't think that won't happen like yeah i'm sure steve is gonna call and be like so we've done a dna test and it turned out john was sleeping with mary and Mm -hmm. i'm his child Mm -hmm. (laughs) and brady is his grandson it's like it won't make any sense give it time michael patrick king will land Mm -hmm. he'll land on something something crazy remember when she had lunch with his brother and she (laughs) The brother thought he was still alive. Yeah, that was crazy. She was like, where's John? And she was like, he's dead. Oh, yeah, she thought he had like Alzheimer's. And he was like, no, physically, you dumb bitch. Yeah, he's like, like, where is Where are his ashes? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. She's like, I'm sorry, I've been up all night thinking this light switch was him trying to talk to me through, like, through the electricity in my apartment. (laughs) Yeah. Um... And then I do appreciate the Carrie and uh, Samantha scene. I think it's beautifully shot. And I think Mm -hmm. Samantha also, she's so kind with her in it when she says, think about what else you'd get and listens to her list all. And she does list these amazing things. Mm -hmm. I just, um, but it was interesting because all of those things, Carrie, she never, does she say companionship? I've. I think I so. Think I think she, she said like being with him, like having okay, because she says like travel, great sex, and I was like, well, all of these things you are. I mean, you're not crazy as crazily wealthy as you will be one day. 
Right. But um, you could travel if you so deigned to now and have great sex. Right. Like, it just felt like you just need to leave New York City, bitch. Yeah. Get off the island. Which you don't seem to have any interest in. Um, I think it was really probably this scene meant a lot to women who, like, don't want kids but who always are told like when you meet the right guy you'll you'll change your mind or whatever like this was like a very nice scene for them to hear like the reassurance like you can still have a great fulfilling life without kids and like and it i think be that's okay. one of the and i do really think there is something to be said for and of course it's tough for me to say i agree with myself but <laughs> <laughs> that- is that it is tough what, for you to say that? It is, you know, it's and it's probably very tough to hear. Um, mm. But I think that that is why that is ultimately why the show decides to be completely ambiguous about it because they they need it. They are so invested in you being completely relatable to Carrie. Yeah, as an audience member. Um, and I will just point out not to say that societal pressure is at all the same for men, but the mm-hmm. amount of people who tell me I need to have a child and I'm like. A, I don't want one. And they're yeah. like, you'd be a great... People have like, to you'd shut be the a... fuck up. Well, even you've said this. So, you know. Well, because I think you'd be a great... Because <laughs> I think you'd be a great dad. And as I say, I think wanting to be a parent is pretty much is... the first <laughs> the first requirement of whether know, or not Chris, you would I've... be good at it. No, I've met some people who've wanted kids and they're terrible parents. I'm not saying it is the only requirement, but I do think wanting them is the yeah, that first was tough requirement for me to of being good about. Me saying people need to shut the fuck up and then you're like, well, roll the well, tapes. I think, yeah, <laughs> I think you probably said it on this podcast. Oh, for sure. Um, And so, you know, just don't tell anyone about what they want. I, I, although I know the biggest laugh of this episode is when... And now I've not seen someone drag someone like this on this one of these programs outside of Bravo. Okay. Um, when he said, "Did you never consider having children? How old are you? Thirty-eight." I mean, <laughs> and he looked he's at her dead ass. Really like, wrong. Like, well, this has on. never come to your mind. <laughs> you never thought about this. Yeah. Uh, and just the how old are you? Thirty-eight. Like, I love that they don't even really know how old each other is. Right, and they're like, I mean, the ending of this episode is wild. He's like, I'm keeping my vasectomy, but I think parenting's great. If I was dating want, someone two for two months, months, yeah, if I was dating for someone for two months, and they said they had a vasectomy, like I would break up with them. Even if they were willing to get it reversed, would you not ask that first? Well, because I'd be like, okay, you clearly went through a process where like you really don't want kids. Like you, well, maybe. What if they already had them? I no, like that is a non-negotiable for me. Like right, I, right? But want if to they're willing to reverse it, then I would. I, I don't would know. St- I understand that, but like I would have to have like a real conversation. Like, is this like really something you want? Because at some point, you really didn't want that so much so that you went and got a procedure. Right. That's why if you already had children, I could understand why you got the procedure because it's like, okay. Oh, I understand. But like, I don't have to stick around for that. No, but what I'm saying is I think there is a difference between if you are a single person and you chose to get a vasectomy and, oh, I was married. We reached the amount of children we decided we wanted to have in our marriage. Right. And we decided to do this. Now we are divorced and I simply just haven't gotten it reversed yet. I'd be like, okay. Right. So I think that's different. I think that I would definitely... 
because you, I what you're just arguing, don't think many men are getting vasectomies. Oh, I would argue almost all of my friends' husbands have gotten them. What? Yeah, post, like, once you have reached the point in which you have decided we are no longer... Having kids. Having children within the context of this marriage. And it's because they're reversible. If you want to do something later, do you, boo. But, and most of, I mean, I I want to say... I have a really toxic least, thought. At least two friends who scheduled it while they were giving birth. Listen, and I totally get that. I just have this toxic thought that just came to my head. What? And it's like, I don't want to say it. No, say it. I would be afraid, like, that they would cheat on me now that they have the vasectomy because, like, their risk of, like, getting someone pregnant and, like, me finding out about the cheating, like, would be you're not as can You're not concerned about ST. You think cheating, you think giving, you think that babies are how you're going to find out? I think it's, I would, I would just be, be more worried about, about the scourge all. of STIs. I mean, I'm worried about everything. Right, but I think you're probably more That just more was a prone. thought that came into my mind. I would be, you are more likely to slip a condom on. I think you're still, like, I, I would be worried about cheating for other reasons, not... Not yeah, like, I oh, he has a vasectomy, I, so now, I know, now it's open I'm not, season. <laughs> no, I know. I'm not. I'm not saying that. It's um, just a thought I had. So I don't know. But I did think the ending of this episode was left on such a sort of nice, ambiguous, but strange, unsettling note. Yeah. When she just, and, like, um, hugged him and then it was, like, over. I was warmer, but still confused, or whatever the fuck she says. Like, and I was like, so You're always I. confused. <laughs> But I did. That, so but mean. I do love all of the questions in this episode that Carrie is asking and confronting. I think that this one feels there's something a little bit more dropped in and lived in, and like, oh, we have really grown. It does remind me in some ways of um, I can't remember the episode title, but when Miranda's basically getting where she finds out she's pregnant and mm-hmm. is considering the abortion and how much of that episode, at least within the Carrie and Samantha story, I'm sorry, the Carrie and Miranda storylines are about like the real world ramifications of like, do I want these things? Yeah. And Carrie thinking about what did it mean that I made this decision at this point of my life and how does it affect how Aiden might see me? And um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll never forget. I went on a date with a guy after a breakup and he said on, like, I think the second or third date, like, oh, I would like to get married and have kids in the next year or two. And I looked at him and I said, I think you should be dating someone else because, A, I don't want either of those things. And it's going to take you a lot longer than a year to, like, convince me. <laughs> and we I bid each other adieu right then you, and there. We <laughs> I think that's great. If you are upfront. And so I just think that I so I think that those conversations are really impactful. And what I appreciate is is that this feels like a question that could only be asked. Like we've watched so many stupid questions on this show. Like, should I date a A bisexual? (laughs) Are black men the same as other men? You know, we should I get peed on? Should I not? You know, should I cheat on my honky-tonk boyfriend? Yes. You know, they're just, (laughs) we've watched a lot. And this one feels like a question that is earned Mm -hmm. and also fits within the context of show of growth of like, wow, we've made it to the end of the show and we're confronting like Carrie's relationship to motherhood. Yeah. Honestly, this episode moved me more than Barbie. And they, you know, about similar things. That. You know? Mm-hmm. 
I they should have played that song at the end of this episode. <laughs> like <laughs> you know, song I'm talking about that won't get out of fucking TikTok. Oh my god, that, that whole week I was, I was a mess. <laughs> it was a mess that, that fucking week. shit show song. Mm-hmm. Um, fashion wise, I mostly was just perplexed by Carrie's hats. The pink hat was so. It's nuts. also because you know she has so much hair that it's like, is it all under there? It looked like it. I paused the screen and I, because I was like, it looked or really she bald goofy. and we're putting on wigs. I just was like, what's happening? It was crazy. I thought he looked, um, Alex looked adorable mm-hmm. when he was holding the baby. I don't know what he was wearing. Mm-hmm. I also thought it was crazy. Why is he putting his alarm on midday when he's next door? How dangerous is this building? When she goes over midday, I'm He's like, got I'm shit. He's got shit to protect. And then she's just knocking everything over. The way I would have been like, both of you can leave. You've set the alarm off. The police are on the way and you've broken a vase. Well, Go. that's coming, I think, next week when the girls stop by. No? The police? No, the girls. All the girls go um, to his No, apartment. that's not next week. I think that's the week after. Oh, Okay. Because that's got to be right. He, he doesn't ask her to go to Paris next week. He's just killing right. rats next week. <laughs> just killing rats in her shitbox. Yeah. And so yeah. new and making espresso and she's wearing a crazy outfit. Next well, week is that, you know, famous line that we had to see during right around when our COVID-19 vaccines came out. Yeah. Just so you know, I'm fully vaccinated. That little clip of her. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so get ready okay. to be triggered by that memory. Oh. That little image of her cocked head saying that is... It was everywhere. It was every which way. And I think we know who's to blame for the over of that. But we won't <laughs> say whom. Okay. We'll Shh. let that live only in our hearts. <laughs> okay. And in terms of men, there's Steve, Brady, Alex, and Dr. Pinkner. I mean, I'm going with um, Mr. Petrotsky. I thought he did it. He was, I thought, super cute this episode. But I'm going to really give an cute. honorable mention to Steve's ass. I was going to say, I'm picking Steve. What a disaster. A disaster. Not Brady. Not Brady. Wait. <laughs> I'm not picking Brady. I wrote Brady instead of... um. Instead of... Um, Harry. <laughs> Oh my god! How'd you feel about Brady in this one? Was he the one you most were interested <laughs> in? Um, I gotta say, yeah, I choose Steve. This episode. Wow, I see Brady's name there. Like he's a. Vi- I don't and even think you we've read ever it, put. And I just. I don't even think we've ever I put him as a viable on. interest on in just like that episode. It's like we never have. No. And what would you give this one out of ten? Like a seven. I'd give this one an eight and a half. I really liked wow. it. I thought. I thought it was smart, clever. I The only knock against it, I'd say, is I wish it was funnier. Yeah, there wasn't any humor. Much like Bravo, you were saying earlier. Yeah, I think we're just on a humorless era right now. Yeah. <laughs> Including this episode. I'm sure people have been like, they're dry as hell. They're like, what's going on? Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join. What a seamless transition. Shut yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're devolving just into madness. It's yeah. almost 6.30. Which technically it's 7.30. Yeah. Um, I'm staring out into true pitch dark. Like it's Oh, same. I can't see a single thing. I can't. All I can see is literally my own reflection staring back at me. It's quite um, actually beautiful. Oh, really? In a way. Uh, yeah. 
He's looking good. You're going to like the way you look when you're staring at yourself in darkness. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week when we discuss Season 6, Episode 16, Out of the Frying Pan. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings whenever you listen to podcasts. Oh, wait a minute. Allow me a sidebar break quickly. Is some, this the fastest, like, cancer healing anyone's ever gone through? You, we can't have that in the episode. <laughs> Because next, like... I don't think she's healed. She still has to go through chemo. No, but if you think about it, I think there's only, like, two more months between now and the end of the series. Oh, I mean, they wrapped her shit up quick. (laughs) (laughs) I I have never had breast cancer, but I feel like it's a longer journey than, like, three, four months. Yep, But again, surgery within one week is... I mean, things are... We're getting in and and out. Yep. All right. Um, you can support us by joining Patreon at patreon.com slash shortcomings podcast. And you can follow us online. I'm at clewis1219 on Instagram. Sam, where are you? I'm at Bravo Historian on Instagram. And I'm at Take Your Zoloft on Twitter. All right. We will be back next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.